Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Robcast. This is episode 327, and it's called Quote Yourself. That's it. Very, very simple episode. One idea. Quote yourself. Yeah, because it's time. It's time personally. It's time personally because of the joy of you being you and becoming even more you. It's time because the larger chaos and disturbances we see in the world, when you look around and you're like, what is going on? Is this thing like going off the rails? Those are always merely, well, not merely, but those are always the magnifications of deep interior brokenness and misalignment. You heal it way, way, way within yourself. Yeah, that's how the larger thing begins to find its own healing. So as you know before in an episode like this, you know that you're listening for you in your life, but this is always we, we find our healing, and that's how the whole thing begins to find its healing. So quote yourself. Yeah, yeah, this is so, oh, so important to me. I can't even, like, if I think about it right now, I don't even, I can't even begin to explain how important this is to me that you quote yourself. Yeah, so let's do, let's do a disclaimer here at the front end. Quotes are fine. You want to quote somebody else? Great. And some people are really good with words. They're really good naming things and explaining things. So a quote from them just sort of lights you up. It's like a, just a bit, yeah, great. Okay, fine. So disclaimer up front, quotes, we're not against quotes. Other people, you quoting someone else, fine. You want to walk up to me and give me some great quote? Fine. It's just that I'm going to say, that's a wonderful quote. Now I'd like to hear you quote yourself. So that disclaimer aside, if any point a half hour from now, you're like, man, but what about like good quotes from someone else? Yes, of course. Let's just do that disclaimer up front. But here's the thing. There's something going on in a quote. When you come across a quote that you're like, oh, that's good, and you text it to your friend, you share it with whoever, you should, yeah. That experience of a good quote, there's something happening in that experience. And that's like our door in that we're to a new room. So here's what I mean. Let me give you a great quote. This is a quote from Jeff Goldblum. You know Jeff Goldblum, actor, who I could list, it's like, I don't know, 40 years, 50 years of movies? Yeah, everybody loves Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum actually lives uh, not far from me, so I see him around. Once, Sometime I'll tell you a New, Year, a New Year's Day story about Jeff Goldblum. Nevertheless, not this episode. Jeff Goldblum was uh, in this interview, I don't even know what he was promoting, but in this interview, he, there is a quote from him that the first time I read it, uh, it... Just pure, I'm trying to think of the right word here, delight. I love this quote, okay? So here's the quote. Jeff Goldblum, and I quote, he said, Often, I'll go into a store, have a look around, and proclaim, everything in the store validates the decisions I've already made, and leave. <laughs> oh, God. God, that is seriously, I mean, that quote deserves a second, a third, a tenth reading, okay? Here it is. I'll do it again. Often I'll go into a store, I'll have a look around, and then I'll proclaim, everything in the store validates the decisions I've already made, and then I'll leave. <laughs>
you know why that coat's so awesome? Because you know this experience. You go into some place and you don't buy anything and you walk out of there like, I'm fine. I'm actually fine. And I didn't have... I didn't have to spend any money. I didn't have to spend any money, and that store gave me the wonderful feeling of contentment. Nothing in there was I tempted or interested in purchasing. So the quote is so fantastic because what he does is he names an experience you've already had. He just names it in a particular way. I mean, even the fact that he says, I'll go into a store, have a look around, and proclaim. <laughs> You know, I love words, but even, and I'll proclaim, just the idea of standing in a store proclaiming something. Also, obviously, the language, everything in the store validates the decisions I've already made. I mean, that's just like, that is language at its finest. Oh, yeah. So some people are really good. They're good with words. But notice what that does. The quote names something that you have already experienced. It explains or it articulates something that you already know. It's not that a good quote is unfamiliar, it's that it's familiar. It's not that you don't know what you, it's the person saying, it resonates with something that you do know. If a quote didn't speak to something you already know from your own experience, then you wouldn't think it was a very interesting quote. You'd be like, huh, it wouldn't do anything and you'd move on. The reason why certain people, you love to quote them, or certain quotes you keep coming back to is because it spoke to something already present within you. Something in the quote was already in you. Yeah, you see how that works? Yeah, so that's actually how a quote works. They named something, they explained something where you had had numerous experiences, but then they explained how they're related. Sometimes a quote simply connects. Sometimes a quote puts some twist or something funny or weird or subversive on something that you have brushed up against as well. Yeah. So that's how a quote functions, because you have this deep knowing. Yeah. And here's why this is important. You know way more than you realize. That's why certain quotes move you like they do, because you actually know way more than you realize. You have, have some familiarity with it, and then somebody says a quote, something about that, and you realize, oh, that was in me. Yeah, love, loss, grief, pain, struggle, what works, what doesn't. And obviously when I use this word know, like you know way more than you realize, I'm not talking about people stuck in their heads. I'm not talking about like facts you're carrying around in your brain. I'm talking about, when I say know, lived experience. No meaning flesh and blood. No meaning incarnation. No meaning, oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know that. I've lived 
that in actual space and time. Yeah, yeah. There is no magic that somebody else possesses that you do not. There is no thing that somebody else has access to that you don't. Yeah, trust this. Trust this. You know way more than you realize. Think back over the course of your life. What worked? What didn't? When did you listen to the voice of someone else and it was like, oh God, that was so helpful. And when did you listen to the voice of someone else and not listen to your own deep knowing and were like, ah, oh, I wouldn't do it that way again. Yeah. Notice how, notice how much you actually have experienced. Yeah, you know way more than you realize. Now, uh, let's take this truth and, and explore it and particularize it just to, let's get it into let's get it detailed here because this is this is how the whole thing begins to become something else so i uh it's this is a saturday afternoon this morning and on saturday mornings i do these sessions with people and uh people bring all sorts of questions about what they're working on and uh, something over the past couple of years that i can, i can't even begin to count how many people brought a there's one particular question that lots and lots of people have and the question goes something like this. The person tells me um, they have something they're doing in the world. They have some skill, talent, expertise. They were trained in something, some, some gift they give to the world. It's the craft, the trade, it's the art, it, whatever it is. They have this thing they do, and someone told them somewhere that to find, and that in order to do it, they have to do social media. That's the only way they're ever going to be able to do their thing is they have to have, well, they'll use all these awkward phrases like, they've told me I have to post every day, I have to have an active social media presence, blah, blah, blah. And so the person has this whole, and so they've tried that, and they just, the number of people, honestly, you would not believe the number of people, you Robcast people, who have literally done a session with me just to say, Rob Bell, I hate Facebook. <laughs> And there's all this pent up, somebody somewhere told them there's no way to do what you want to do without being very, very busy on social media. And for so many people, they're like, excuse me while I throw up in my mouth. And yet this assumption that this is how the world works and there's no other path is so, the conditioning and programming, although very recent, due to the birth of the internet, is still so strong that for many people, this is all they've ever been told by people. And yet, I'll say, so so whatever phrase they, whatever awkward, cumbersome, ridiculous phrase they just used, you know, I'm just supposed to be on the gram. <laughs> I'll say, do you want to? And they'll say, no. And they're never fuzzy on this. They're never fuzzy on this. They know. Yeah, they know. And I'll say to them, how do you do it? How do you want to do it? What is the way that you live and move and do what you do in the world? And here's the thing. They always have really interesting, fresh ideas about how they do what they do. 
Literally, some people have said, oh, my, uh, I love email. <laughs> I love email. Oh, okay. Some people, uh, a woman this morning who was like, oh, God, I got to do like a social... I was like, well, how do you do it? And she says, oh, it's all one-on-one interactions. Yeah, I have to have a back and forth. She said to just like say a bunch of stuff out into the ether through social... It's like violates how I do it. She's like, my work is talking to the person, the person talk like we, we are back and forth with each other. It's like an interaction. Yeah, okay. And then when I began to ask her questions about how she does it, so interesting, so fresh, such clarity. This is what I mean by quote yourself. It, it's all, it, it's, oh man, for so many people have been quoting so many other people for so long, it's time to quote yourself. How do you do it. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's conventional wisdom. What everybody says is how it has to be done. And then there's post-conventional wisdom. When you've learned the rules and then you break them, you move beyond them, you do it how you do it. And yeah, maybe it might take longer. Yeah. It might be slower. It might be whatever. Although time, as you know, is what is time? It's just a thing. It's just a thing that's kind of helpful and often not. Yeah. It'll take It'll take as long as it takes. Yeah. And it'll be way more enjoyable because you'll have airtight integrity, because you'll be doing it how you do it. Yeah. Or the number of people who will say, but I know I have to promote. Why? Or I have to do marketing. Why? I always just, why? Well, yeah, everybody's told me that if you're going to do what you do in the world, then you have to promote yourself and you have to market. And I say, and how do you feel about that? And they're like, I hate it. And I say, okay, then don't. You're very clear here you don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't promote or market. Ugh. You know what I do? By the way, I inform and I invite. (laughs) This is a side note, kind of, but actually there are no tangents, right? Yeah. If there's a word that someone has told you that you have to do or have to use and you don't want it, then don't. Don't. Like, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't want to, I don't use the word promotion. I don't like the word marketing. I don't like these words, so I don't use them. I have my own words. I report. I tell people what I made and what I'm up to. I invite people to be a part of it with me. That's what I do. Yeah. Because words contain whole worlds. Words have very strong energetic undertones. So if you're using a word that makes you throw up in your mouth, yeah, of course. Uh, you're, yeah. 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 Quote yourself. How do you say it? What do you call it? Yeah. Yeah. What do you call it? Yeah, how do you do it? Yeah, quote yourself. Quote yourself. Oh, man. The wonderful, oh, the wonderful people I've interacted with who say things like, well, my friend says, my ex- the expert says, I went to this seminar that, that, that says I should. Stop, stop it right there. Stop it right there. I should. That's a quote. That's, you're quoting somebody else. Stop it. Stop it. I'm sure they have all sorts of expertise. I'm sure they're very knowledgeable. I'm sure you paid them wonderful money and to do whatever it is that they told you. But if you're telling it to me the way that you're telling it to me, it isn't for you. So stop it. Stop quoting them. It's a terrible reason and motivation. I've literally talked to people who said, you know, uh, my friend said I should write a book. <laughs> and I'll say, do you like writing books? Do you like sitting all alone with no distractions, hour after hour, typing in a blank word processing document. And people will be like, no, I hate that. Oh, okay. 
Okay, so let's stop quoting our friends who say you should write a book. <laughs> and by the way, that person always has some other, they always have some expression that is how they actually want to do what they do. Yeah, 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 I, yeah, that's how it works. Yeah, here's what happens. It's easy to be quoting other people and ever so subtly end up standing at a distance from your own life. So-and-so says, so-and-so taught me, so-and-so, you know, they're an expert, and they said, oh, God, just quoting yourself to death. Yeah, yeah. Because the process of becoming you is learning to live from your heart and to trust it and to own it. When I meet someone who tells me about all the leaders they follow and teachers and authors they quote and all the events they've been to and who they agree with, I instantly am like, oh, this is somebody who does not want me to know them. Yeah, when somebody leads with all the... when. This is somebody whose identity has been shaped by the words of others. This is how they understand themselves. Yeah, this is somebody who doesn't want me to see them. A friend of mine is a therapist, and he said that when people email him about possibly uh, setting up an appointment and doing work with him, therapy with him, he said, anytime somebody gives him a long, he calls it a spiritual biography of like who they listen to and what school of thought. And he, he's like, I'm always like, this is somebody who doesn't want me to see them. This is somebody who doesn't want me to see them. Yeah. The more somebody quotes someone else, the more you sense them standing at a distance from themselves. Yeah. Yeah, the invitation has always been for us to grow up, to trust, to own it. Or uh, perhaps the better question, what do you say? Yeah, you know you have lived way more than you realize. Yeah, yeah, you're learning to trust that. You're learning to trust that, yeah. Now, often what happens is... We have some deep sense of what's next. But, and of course, it always has a little bit of terror. Of course, we're, yeah, you get used to it, by the way. You get used to it. And there's this fear of the unknown and all that. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's all normal. After a while, you just get used to it. You're like, oh, yeah, here we go again. <laughs> but what happens is you know, you're following something. An anxiety, an unease, a tension, a fear arises that, well, if I do this, it may disrupt the current arrangement. I may say this, express this, step into this. Perhaps the people around me will find out who I actually am. They might leave me. Nobody may care. Nobody may read it. Nobody may want me to be, like, who knows all the different things. Fear, by the way, is just data. So you're learning to take the data in. Yeah, you're right. Mm -hmm. We'll get to that later. Now, what often happens 
is the anxiety doesn't know where to go because it's just below the surface. And so what happens is the language, I would say the language gets spiked, a bit like a drink, the language gets spiked. So a person says, yeah, I'm just thinking of making this crazy move. You see that right there? Do you see what that is? Or the, yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, man, it's just over, yeah, man, it's just overwhelming creativity. No, it's not. It's just creativity. Yeah. And even that, even the language of creativity and creative is actually sometimes heightened drama because of anxiety. It's not creative. It's you. Yeah, it's what you do. Yeah, of course it's creative. It's what you do. You don't even just say it. Or the like, man, I'm taking, or, or language of risk. Oh, this is crazy. Oh, man, I'm just jumping off a cliff. Any language of heightened drama, just jumping off a cliff, as you begin to trust your own deep knowing, you won't call it a crazy jump off a cliff. You know what you'll call it? Tuesday. <laughs> oh, right? You see how that works? And you'll begin to notice this in others when they're speaking. The anxiety of, is it okay to be me? Can I just do this? Is this going to disrupt? New creation always disrupts. Yeah, that's how it works. There's always a present arrangement. And then something new is asking to be given birth. And whatever that is that's new, it will disrupt the present thing because it's not the present thing. It's the endless unfolding of this whole thing you and I know to be being alive, right? So often what happens is the person's already played out, oh, if I do this, this could happen, this could happen. That's the mind actually stuck way up ahead. So what you're learning to do is calm it all down. You're, you're paying attention to your language for any ways that you've spiked your language with the anxiety, with the terror, with the fear, with being scared. It's all totally normal. We get it. But you're just looking. No, it's not crazy. It's the next step. No, it's not a wild new adventure. But yeah, it might feel like that. Sure, you can call it a wild new adventure. It's also the next thing we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And now we're going to try this. You see that? Calms it all down. Yeah. And, and Yeah, and it may. It may not work. You may lose a bunch of money. No one may be interested. Okay, we'll try something else. Then we'll try something else. Then we'll try something else. Yeah. Yeah, quote yourself. How would you do it? Quote yourself. What's the next step? Yeah. Yeah. An actual friend, like a friend who's actually a friend, is someone who helps you quote yourself. And sometimes you need a quote from another person to help you quote yourself. Sometimes you need a friend to help you listen to your own deep knowing. Sometimes you need somebody, oftentimes, we always need people around us who can hold up a mirror to us to help us listen. Yeah. But a friend who has an agenda, you know, you should. Whew. Yeah. No, yeah. No. That's not a friend. A friend is like, what are you hearing? What was it like? What are you experiencing? And you say to the friend, what was it like for you when you and the friend tells you a story? And you go, oh, good, thank you, that's helpful. Yeah, yeah. An actual friend is someone who walks with you and is interested in you being you. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes we need the people around us to give us permission. Yeah, sometimes we need somebody to give us permission. But they're giving us for permission for something we already know is our next step. Yeah, and sometimes we need someone to do that for us. Sure, you get better at it. The muscles build up. Yeah, 
but you know, you know this is the next step. You, you know, you're, you're laying awake at night thinking about this. You know this is where it's headed. You know this is what you want to try. Yeah, you know this would light you up. And notice why you know. Because whether it's successful or failure isn't actually that interesting to you. You just want to try it. Yes, of course. Of course. So if you need permission, here it is. But also anybody who's giving you permission, and sometimes you literally need to say to somebody, will you give me permission to do this? That's fine. Yeah, have some fun with it. And they go, okay, go. Move to Idaho. Start the bakery. Open the cafe. Whatever it is. Apply for that job. Play the flute. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Sometimes you need somebody, so just do it. Have fun with it. Yeah. Yeah. Could you give me permission to... Yes, I give you permission to not go to that family gathering. I give you permission to quit your job. Thank you. And you thank your friend. But what they're doing is they're simply reaffirming their quote is speaking to what you already know. Same with boundaries. That person constantly steps in your territory. Yeah, quote yourself. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, they constantly step over the lines. Okay, so I need to have stronger boundaries with them. I need to have distance from them. I need to let them know I will not be having this discussion with them again. Yeah. Yeah, quote yourself. Quote yourself. Quote yourself to somebody. I can't have this discussion again. <laughs> here's, here's why quoting yourself is so awesome. No one knows you're quoting yourself because you're just speak, also called speaking. <laughs> it's because you're claiming and owning your own authority. Yeah. By the way, parentheses, any leader who needs you to need them isn't a leader you need. Any leader who needs you to need them isn't a leader you need. Yeah. Yeah. Because any actual leader is somebody who's helping you learn to listen to your own deep knowing. Yeah. 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 Any guru, any teacher, any mentor, any director, any therapist, any counselor, any voice who you are asking to speak to you, yeah, to help you is to help you quote yourself, yeah, yeah, the, the larger process of discernment, even the experts, yeah, yeah, and from time to time, yeah, you come across it, you need an expert because you know nothing about this, but even then, you're going to take what they say, you're going to integrate it. You're going to weigh it. You're going to run it by some people, perhaps. And then you decide. Yeah. Yeah, you decide. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Isn't this an extraordinary thing we all get to be a part of? Yeah. So have you been standing at a distance from your own life, quoting other people? Yeah. You know way more than you know. Yeah. You know way more than you realize. What I say, you know way more than you know. You know way more than you realize. Yeah. Yeah. Think back over the course of your life. Think of all these experiences you've had. Yeah. What was it? What worked? What doesn't? What felt more true to being you? What felt like it distanced you from being you? Yeah. And of course, as, as you quote yourself more, there will be times you're like, can I just say this? Yes, the answer is yes. Yeah, the answer is yes. 
Yeah. And if you're off, you'll know. Yeah. And if you head off the trail into the deep weeds, and you, you'll yeah, you'll get lost and you'll know. And you'll be like, oh, this isn't it. Yeah. That's grace. Grace the whole way. Yeah. And if you fail, well, what will happen over time is obviously you've heard me say this a thousand times. You just lose your sense of failure because you're like, well, now we know. And they make the best stories. Oh, how can it be failure if two years later that story is so fun to tell? Yeah, because it's all part of you. All the parts belong to the whole, and the whole is you. Yeah, all the bits and pieces and fragments you don't know what to do with, it's all your life, so it's all actually has an, a coherence to it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know that the whole guns thing is completely insane in the United States of America. You know it's wrong. You know it's this strange idolatry of the Second Amendment. You know this is a horrible, horrible violent system, completely enslaved to the myth of redemptive violence. You know it is a fear structure based on a terror about an evolving, changing world, which causes people to cling to weaponry against all reason, literally kids dying and people doing all they can to reassert this has nothing to do with the guns. You know it's insane. You know it's insane. And anybody trying to like, no, quote yourself, quote yourself, you know it's insane. Right? Right? Notice that. Yeah. So you can see when you're wondering, how does this thing go off the rail? You know this widening gap between people who have more and more and people who have less and less. You know that it's destructive for everybody. You know policies that endlessly tilt in favor of a few at the top are deeply destructive for everybody. You know this. You know this. So when we look at the larger world, how did it get this way? Ah, oftentimes it's because people farm out their knowing. Well, I guess they're experts who, who have a better handle on these. No. <laughs> well, yes, there are wonderful experts who have tremendous expertise in all this. There's also your own deep knowing, which is that is completely insane. So you can see what happens is as you trust your own deep knowing, when you stick to your boundaries, mm -mm, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm not participating in that anymore. When you give yourself permission to be you in the fullest sense of you as you presently understand it, yeah, as you move with a greater sense of trust that you know more than you realize and this is the next step and you'll try it and if it works, if it doesn't, well, you'll, you'll be fine. You'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah. As you become more you, yeah, do you see what that does then? When you become more fierce with reality, when you become truer to who you are, yeah, yeah. More people do that, yeah. All the people who have ideas to start the new thing, all the people who are like, wait, there's got to be some better ways to do education. Wait, there's got to be some better ways to restructure this political thing. Wait, there's got to be some ways to live with more pace and rest and rhythm. Yeah, as more people have ideas for businesses that are good for the earth, that are better for employees, that are better for creation. Yeah, and they act on that, and they're true to that, and they think, I haven't seen anybody do this. 
And this is, oh God, how many times have I seen this? The person's like, I haven't seen anybody do this, but I think there's a whole new way to, and then fill in the blank, uh, architecture, therapy, education, raising kids, organizing the neighborhood, to all the different things we get ourselves up. The number of people I've talked to are like, you know what, I've been in this for a while, and there's some new ways to do this. But this thing that I was trained in, when I share my sense of where we can go next, the people like who I thought were my colleagues look at me like I'm crazy. Yes, because they have a vested interest in things remaining how they are. And yet you see some new thing. Yeah, quote yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And often what happens is a person has been trained in something. You learned a particular thing, but now you, you played it out. You followed it where it led, and now you're like, oh, there's some new thing, but it incorporates a bit of this and a bit of that and a bit of this. And yes, yes, it draws on what I've been doing, but I also find myself reaching into this area and this area. Who am I? I don't know anything about that. Yeah, you do. What you know is that that's somehow related to where you're coming from. You know it's all related. That's your authority. I know this is related. Yeah, this is all part of the same thing. Yep, the great... Boy, that's a Robcast right there. The great integration has begun. Those of you who are like, I just stick to philosophy, but you're like, well, that has something to do with economics, but that has something to do with raising kids, but that has something to do with how people learn, but that has something to do with mental health, but that has something to do with nutrition, but that has something to do with fossil fuels, but that has something to do with how the town council runs their meetings. Yes, correct. Everything has something to do with everything else. There are no tangents. Quote yourself. Yeah, you know this. Follow it. Yeah. Yeah, the number of people I know who are basically duct taping together a bunch of different things they've seen, try to make something new, and it feels a little wobbly and a little unsure. This is how a new world gets made. Yeah, you quote yourself. Just trying some new things. Just trying some stuff. I got a hunch. Got some ideas. I'm following it. Let's see where it goes. There's a turning of the ages that's happening. It's partly happening because of the pain. All of these institutions, all these ways, these structures really aren't working. They're working on a massive scale. And there's a massive turning of the edges because in previous generations, and you, you, I mean, you can go back years and years and years, people farmed out their knowing to the leaders of these structures and institutions in the trust that, oh, well, I guess so-and-so, you know, just people sometimes willingly, sometimes ignorantly, but in practice submitted to this larger sense of, well, someone somewhere knows something about this. So what you're seeing right now in the great meltdown, what I just said, the great integration, there's also a great meltdown. That's a whole other episode as well. What you're seeing in the great meltdown is I was just trusting that the people over there knew what they were doing, but now I'm realizing, oh, that thing really isn't working. So what you're seeing is people are beginning to realize, oh, I actually sensed that. Yeah, the curtain's being pulled back. Yeah, it's like a giant hinge of history. And, and, and some would say it's a, a move from the age of Pisces to Aquarius. Some would say it's an astrological. Some would say it's a, uh, the spirits being poured out. Uh, some would say that, who, like, every, everybody's got their own take on it, but it's massive. It's a massive reordering. And the way it's going to, even think about, whew, this one's so huge, it gives me like a shudder. The myth of redemptive violence. 
has had humanity in its grip for so long that human beings, for the most part, haven't ever even been aware that this is simply a story you can tell. The myth of redemptive violence simply says the way that you respond to violence is with the corresponding act of violence, and that a corresponding act of violence makes the world better. So the myth of redemptive violence is the world is made better through another round of conflict in which you conquer the enemy. But what it does is it keeps all the violence in circulation. This is simply a warped understanding of how to make the world better that's been so dominant and so unrivaled that for many people, it's simply how things are. Oh, there are gunmen going into schools? Well, then arm the teachers. That's, that is the myth of redemptive violence still in action thousands and thousands and thousands of years later. And what you're actually seeing right now is humanity as a whole, it's like you can see the wheels are, well, the wheels have been coming off for a long time, but you can see the wheels coming off because enough people, once again, quoting yourself, realizing, wait a second, there has to be some other way to view the world, which is always what imagination does. So, oh, actually, that's a story. That's a story. And if that's a story, that means there are other stories. So what was simply water, people so not even aware they're swimming in it, suddenly there are fish on the beach going, that's water. That's actually a story, which means if that's a story, there can be another story. Yeah, yeah. Simply the story of less weapons, right? I mean, that's just a really basic sort of Captain Obvious stuff. But yeah, this comes when people begin, you begin to quote yourself because you begin to, oh, wait, that's insane. That over there is completely insane. And you trust it, yeah. Perhaps you are come from a world where uh, extremely long working hours and a job that left you with no space for the people you love was just, yeah, that's how it works. And something within you is like, no, no, I, I, no, I'll trade lots of things so they don't have to live like this. What do I got to do? I got to live in a smaller place? What, I got to drive a crappier car? What, I got to do? Okay, fine, fine. I'll do it in a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, what, that's what's happening. People are like, wait, this thing that I was told was just how it is? It isn't how it is. Yeah, quote yourself. Quote yourself. Quote yourself on that, my friends. Yeah, and sometimes when you quote yourself, you just say, I'm not doing it that way anymore. And then you open up yourself to, to the imagination of new ways of doing things. I don't want to move at this pace. <sighs> I don't want to be addicted to production. I've got this voice of this person who tells me all these things I should do. No, mm -mm. no, no more debt, no more duty, no more obligation. No, we've, we're, we're living from heart. We're giving a gift freely because it's the gift we're here to give, and we know it. Yeah, trust that. Trust that. Quote yourself. Is there somebody who you have been quoting, whether you realize it or not? Yeah. Family of origin, mentor, boss, neighbors. Yeah, the other parents on the playground, some person who's just, they are in your head, they're quoting, and you have been living according to their quotes. Yeah, done. Done. Thank you. Done. Quote yourself. Quote yourself. Yeah. Yeah, I could go on and on and on. Whew. But we live it. That's what we do. At some point, we stop talking. Yeah, because you know. You get it. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, you know this. Of course you know this. Yeah, if anything about this episode, you were like, yeah, that was great. Good, 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 good. You already knew it. Yep, mm-hmm. so quote yourself. <laughs> Everything in this episode validates the decisions I've already made. <laughs> I listened to Robcast 327, and then I looked around and proclaimed everything in that episode validates all the decisions I've already made. (laughs) So I turned the episode off. (laughs) Peace and love, my friends, now more than ever.